Things are getting heated in Fulton County. And if you missed everything that unwrapped today during the disqualification hearing, I've got so much to tell you guys. I mean, what was happening today was crazy. And then Fannie Willis made a surprise appearance and it got even crazier. So let's kind of go over what happened specifically. So Fannie Willis is being accused of, well, she's actually admitted to it now, having a personal relationship, a romantic relationship with a special prosecutor who was a, I should remind you, was a private citizen before she brought him in as the special prosecutor to go after President Donald J. Trump and his co-defendants. And so Georgia taxpayer money was going towards him and his bills, and he was just billing them all for things. So then when the allegations regarding their relationship came about, at first, Fannie was very quiet, and I told you that was very suspicious. And then they had to admit that it was true. And so now we have this disqualification hearing that's going on right now in Fulton County, and it's been incredible. So who brought on these allegations at first? Well, Mike Roman's attorney, her name, Ashley uh, Merchant, has been crushing it. She crushed it earlier this morning going after these witnesses and kind of just getting them to say what's going on. What they were arguing about pretty much is the start of this relationship. Now, Ashley believes that it started back in October of 2019. She says that she has proof that she's heard this from other people. And, and other people are saying that it didn't, or I should just say it's Nathan Wade saying it didn't start that soon. That's actually when they first met, but it wasn't romantic. And in his words, they only had two or three conversations back in 2019. And so it's interesting. But what was really interesting was when uh, Merchant was questioning a former Fulton County DA employee and a friend, a former friend of Fannie Willis. And she specifically asked her about the romantic relationship and whether or not it happened back in 2019. Now listen to Fannie Willis's friend's response. Romantic is later. When I ask you personal, do you take that to mean romantic? Yes. And do you understand it that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you spoke with her? Yes. Okay, guys, again, so she's saying it happened in 2019. Now, let's take a look at these, this paperwork. This was filed by Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis. It contradicts everything you just heard there. They're saying that their relationship began back in 2022, like I told you about earlier. So again, that's a big part of all of this because if their relationship started prior to this, that's a big thing to leave out. Why would she bring on her, at the time, legally married boyfriend to take on the prosecuting of President Donald Trump and his co-defendants? So that's interesting. And then we're going to get into a little bit about the reimbursement. Now, we pointed out to you guys earlier, there was credit card statements, his credit card statements that came about during his divorce proceedings. And in those credit card statements, it was his business credit card statements that there was a direct correlation of him booking Fannie Willis's flights for their vacations on his business card. Now, the reason why that's so important is if you're somebody who is billing Georgia taxpayers for hours that you say that you worked while investigating all of this, and then you're taking the person on vacations who may or may have not been the one that you were, you know, who, well, she was the one who hired him, you're taking them on vacations kind of looks like you're funneling money to pay for those vacations through these billing processes. And when I spoke with people about his actual bills, they said that they were very strange on how he was billing. He was just billing for all of his time in one. And it was very confusing, which could be intentional. So there's a lot to kind of go through all of this. 
And so I'm not a lawyer, nor do I pretend to be one. So let's bring in a criminal defense attorney to discuss all of this. Please welcome David Gelman. David, thank you for jumping on with us today. There's so much to go over, so we really appreciate your time. Hey, Brianna, thanks for having me. Thank you. So a lot to unpack here. I want to start off with the relationship and the timeline, because they're still debating that back and forth. Now, why mm -hmm. is it so important to get the exact date of when these two started dating, whether it was in 2019 or 2022? How does this play into her potentially being disqualified from this case? Well, both are pretty devastating to her, if you ask me. So, you know, and I want you to understand something in the prosecutor's office. And I was a former prosecutor before I became uh, as they want to say on the dark side, uh, but in the prosecutor's <laughs> office, they have what they call SOAs and they are what they, uh, prosecutors have to pretty much file standards of procedure. And every prosecutor's office has these. And what they are is, you know, the first thing is do not have sex and do not have sexual relations with coworkers. Okay. And if you do, you have to tell somebody, well, Obviously, they never did this. Now, going back to your question, is it, you know, why is it important to if they did it, if they had sex in 2019 compared to 2022? Well, it goes to all the credibility. Now, they are both saying they started a relationship in 2022 during his divorce or whatever it may be. Now, today, her friend or former friend is now saying, no, they started a relationship in 2019. Well, that's well before she, number one, ran for district attorney, where her sole goal has been to indict President Trump. Number two, um, <clears throat> excuse me, number two, she uh, appointed Wade before, or I'm sorry, while they were, you know, having a relationship. So now she's, I guess, paying him to go after an enemy of hers so you know you are talking about political persecution if you will you're talking about uh you know political uh, malpractice you're, you're 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 going through a rabbit hole of different things where not only is it unethical but it's criminal at the same time she's going to be looking at a huge huge uh you know if you will shit storm yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it does uh, look it, like it's that. a legal term that's a, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's, we're looking at all this and it's it's so crazy. And then, I mean, Nathan Wade got so cocky about this that he even billed Georgia taxpayers for meeting with the White House. And you could sit here and pretend like this isn't a political hit job, but when you're billing the White, when you're billing Georgia taxpayers for meeting with the White House, when they should have no say in any of this, because this is the county prosecuting, that's deeply concerning. And then just the money, the money just seems to be so uh, sensitive with these two. So what happened earlier today, and this is video of him speaking during the hearing, they got a little emotional because they were talking about taking vacations. And the two have taken a lot of vacations together. And a lot of those vacations were charged onto his credit cards. And again, that's business credit cards. So when Nathan Wade was asked about these vacations that he was paying for, this was his defense. And it was quite strange. We'll play the clip show that you paid for travel with Miss Willis. Yes, ma'am. Um, those records demonstrate that you paid for travel with yourself and Miss Willis, correct? They, sh they should. Okay. 
and let's just talk about that travel. Okay. Um, the first trip is Belize in March 2023. Is that a trip that you took with Miss Willis? Are you asking? Did you take a trip with Miss Willis in 2023 to Belize? I did. Did you take a trip to California with Miss Willis in 2023? I did. Did you pay for those trips on that credit card? I used the credit card to book the, the travel, but un understand. She paid you back cash. Well, let me say this. Let's take the Belize trip, for example, since okay. you started there. That was a birthday gift to me, so I paid nothing for that trip. Zero. Okay. So the, the charges that are on your card, she gave you cash for? She did. Okay. Traveling with her um, is, is, a, is a task. You can probably imagine the attention that that happens. So, for safety reasons, um, she would limit her transaction. Okay, so apparently she pays cash and she walks around with thousands of dollars in cash because she's afraid for safety concerns to bill things to her private credit cards, which is interesting. And then I want to also play a quick clip, quick clip ugh, because Fannie Willis did show up to the hearing. And I know most people thought it was unexpected, but she did pop in and she kind of lost it. They had to take a quick break because she was losing her mind on the stands. But this was her response to her carrying around tons of cash and using that as a form of repayment. Ask me how much it is and I give them the money back. I don't, just like you're asking me about the money with Robin, I don't do my friends like that. So if you tell me it's a G, then you're going to get $1,000. If it, Whatever it is, I didn't ever make him produce receipts to me. Whatever he told me it was, I gave him the money back. Okay, David, so you're a former prosecutor and a criminal defense attorney. Have you ever heard of a prosecutor carrying around thousands of dollars in cash because they feared for their safety? Not, not at all. In fact, I don't know many prosecutors who even have thousands of dollars in cash. Uh, yeah. So that, that's pretty hard to do, honestly. Uh, in fact, uh, most prosecutors don't, they're not well known. Nobody knows them. What, who does she think she is? Like the princess of, you know, Atlanta? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, she has a very uh, high reputation of herself, I think. And I think that that's exactly why she's in the predicament that she's in, in my opinion. The, mm -hmm. You know, I, her demeanor today on the stand and, you know, just how she walked in. I don't know. I'm sure you were watching it. She just, she winked at whoever it was. I don't know if it was a bailiff or, you know, an attorney and all. Just everything about her today, it made me, I don't, I'm not want to say mad, but it just, it infuriates me. You know, she just, she thinks that she's above the law almost. And look, I understand what the DA is. You are the chief law enforcement officer of the county or the city, wherever you are. But she, she thinks she's just better than everybody. She gives off a vibe. And it just, it really, I don't know, just gives you a bad taste in your mouth, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. Now. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, it just, I, I don't, I don't like it. And it just, it, everything she's saying, she's just be, being very combative. If you, uh, and you can see it with every question being asked, simple, not simple, doesn't matter. Now there's no jury here. This is all being, you know, going to be decided by the judge, but even the judge, I can see 
by the way he's even asking questions or even asking her to stop. Let the ju- let the other attorneys finish their questions. You know, when a judge does that, not just once or twice, you know, but multiple times, that really has something you, you can kind of read into it. All right. Um, and, and a prosecutor is an attorney. So the pro- they should really know how to conduct themselves in a courtroom, a court of law. This woman is really making a mockery of the court of law. She's making a mockery of everything today. Um, I don't know what she's honestly trying to do. Uh, you know, she's trying to go after Donald Trump, obviously. And I think it's backfiring. <laughs> It is. And she's literally having a mental breakdown on the stand today. I mean, she was literally throwing up papers and doing this. And and she is an attorney and she should know better. She should be able to, you know, act like an adult in a courtroom. And it's it's disturbing to see, let's say, best case scenario, and I'm a little biased on this, best case scenario, the judge says she should be disqualified because of her relationship with the special prosecutor. What happens from there? How do they proceed from there? Well, there could be a couple of things. So if she is disqualified, they could, number one, assign this to another special ca- uh, special prosecutor, special counsel. So the attorney general's office could potentially take it, or there could be another, uh, another county could potentially take over the case. Now, they will have to then look at the merits of the case. Now, look, you and I and a lot of other attorneys who have looked at this will probably come to the same conclusion that – there are no merits to the case, and they probably would drop it. Or, in the alternative, the case could be just flat out dismissed in the uh, if that came to fruition. Um, I don't think the latter would happen. I think the former would probably happen, where it would probably go to the attorney general's office due to the amount of press, if you will, and and everything going on. And I think they would be the ones that have to look at everything happening here. But uh, I do think if that did occur in the end, the attorney general's office would have to would after taking a strong look at all the evidence being held here. And again, looking at everything that because of Fannie Willis and what they did and the uh, and just how they screwed everything up, if you will, I think Mm. they would have to throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. And I would be interested to see if they'd even prosecute him, him and all of his co-defendants using the RICO because a lot of people who saw and have legal minds, not me, uh, think it's absurd that they used RICO law and applied it to this because it just was not the conspiracy that they were trying to cook it up to be. You will never see RICO in, in the state courts. I, I've never seen it happen yeah. in, in a state court uh, case. Never. I mean, they have it as a state law, but you know, it just never happens. It, it's a federal law. And I, I don't know why it is. A, it, they have it in state laws just to have it. But again, they ha- this is a reach. And that is even a reach to say it's a reach. <laughs> so yeah. I, I really, uh, I, again, this is just something to keep President Trump off the ballot. All right. This is something that she has been campaigning for, just like the DA in New York. Same reason. Yeah. It is something that they're trying to do, and I I think the public sees us, but we'll see. 
Yeah, and speaking of New York, so ultimately uh, Donald Trump did want to go to the uh, the disqualification hearing in Georgia, but then suddenly couldn't because the Manhattan case popped back up on his schedule. I'm sure, just the coincidence, of course. Uh, today, though, in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg made his best arguments regarding you know starting up the trial, and the judge did rule in that case that the trial is going to start on March 25th. That one is involving the hush money paid to Stormy Daniels. Now, just to remind our audience, to Alvin Bragg is prosecuting this, but his predecessor, uh, Cy Young, he's not he's not doing any of this. He was the one who originally was like, I'm not going to prosecute this. And even the Biden DOJ didn't want to prosecute either. But Bragg is like, oh, I'm going to prosecute this because uh, he thinks that he's got a case. He's like, this is a second crime here was a direct quote, which I thought was pretty weird. But he's doing all this legal gymnastics to move forward. Now, the judge in this case, though, Judge Juan Merchant or Merch Chan, I think. I think, I think that's the pronunciation. It's interesting in this because he's a Soros-backed judge, and then he's also donated previously to Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Now, although it was only $15, it's still a donation. It does show bias. Do you think anything will come of this discovery regarding this donation, or is this just going to drag on and, and kind of move before the election? Because I think there's a correlation between setting the court date prior to the election and potentially the political donation he made to Joe Biden. You know, I would like to think something would happen regarding this, uh, the bias. And I do believe that there is a bias with the judge. But no, I do not believe that anything substantial in nature will happen. Now, I know the judge today did set down the trial date for March 25th. And it is a shame. I don't think this should be going. Um, I believe that is political interference. And frankly, mm -hmm. this is a case that should never been brought in the beginning, if you ask me. I mean, as you just said, Alvin Bragg's predecessor said, he, I'm not bringing, I'm not even going to be indicting this case. I'm not going to charge this case. So why the hell are my, why is he even bringing this case now? Simple reason, just like Fannie Willis. It's because he wants to make a name for himself. He wants to do, he, he wants to charge President Trump. He wants, I don't know if it's just to get a higher office or just to make a name for, who knows? But he, and he just wants to stop President Trump from running again and potentially winning. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think that's a, a secret anymore. And I think the merits of this are pretty terrible. In fact, he charged 34 counts and they are first degree counts. They, uh, it's pretty impossible to charge 34 counts of what he's being, of, char of what he's being charged with, which are pretty much tax evasion and tax counts when he has to be proving that they are in furtherance of another tax crime. What are the crimes? They're all alleging that all these crimes are being alleged that President Trump um, paid off Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. So mm -hmm. what exactly is the crime? I'm trying to find that out because they both they both signed non-disclosure agreements. I don't mm -hmm. I don't see the crime here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. And they're, they're, both parties were all happy with this until the prosecutors started getting involved. And by the way, I said Cy Young. I got baseball in my mind. It was Cy Vance. That just press it well, you know, I was like, training's happening. Uh, you know, but it's good. <laughs> I used to be an MLB reporter. So I see the word Cy and I always associate it with Young. That's a bad habit. Thank you so much, That's David, right. for jumping in today. We appreciate it so much for your insight on all of this. Well, we'll bring you back on when the more develops. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more coming. I look forward to coming back on, Brianna. Thank you. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. 
And under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.